You're listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Mountain City Church. This week, we look back on some of the many things that God did in 2022, and we look forward to another year of His faithfulness. Glorify Him or to make much of Him means that we are valuing and we were pleasing God. That's the two ideas behind glorifying God. Valuing is when we value something, we honor, prize, adore, praise, cherish, and admire what we are valuing, right? We are to give Him glory in, in all we do and everything in life. So we are to make much of God. And when it comes to pleasing God, well, I'll just refer us back to what we did last week and just ask you to consider your ways, to consider how you prioritize your time and your money and your efforts and your talents and everything like that. So the first part of, of what we try to do is everything that we do and everything that we try to do within this church is we're trying to give God the glory. It's, it's for us to increase and for Him uh, for us to decrease and Him for, to increase. Um, that's for everything that we do here at the church. And the second component of that is to go and make disciples. That's what He has called us to do. And that's the, the passage, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, that says this, Go therefore and make disciples, most of you know this by heart, uh, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age. That's our mission. We are to glorify Him as we go, because that's the, the verbiage, if you, if you broke down into the original language, when it says go and make disciples, it's not like a program that you're a part of, it's as you go. As you go to class, if you're in college, as you go to work, as you go to the, to the market in, in the neighborhood, or go to your neighbors, or you come to gather today, with your brothers and sisters in Christ. You are to be making disciples. As we talked about last week, as we come together, we are to be stirring and encouraging one another as we come together each and every Sunday among many of the other one another's of the Word of God. Now, assumed in this great commission is that we would first evangelize those that we are making disciples, right? That you can't disciple an unbeliever. It's impossible, right? So we need to first evangelize. Our evangelism strategy is not a program here at Mountain City Church. It is a relationship. Everything that we try to do is built around relationships. And it's about creating environments that foster relationships. It's, it's not a program. You're not going to be taught, here's four spiritual truths. Go and tell everybody that you bump into these four spiritual truths. What we're trying to do is create environments so that you can build relationships. This is rooted in our anthropology and what we believe that the Bible says about who we are before we are regenerated. This is why we want relationships. Um, it's, it's about what we believe about human beings before they are regenerated. And we get this straight from Scripture. And let me read where we get this. This is Romans 1, 18-23. And just listen to the words. And listen to what God said. Listen to what Paul wrote. This is what he says about everybody that's not regenerate. Someone that is not born again, this is true of them. This was true of every single one of us before God saved us and changed our hearts. It says this in Romans 1, 18 through 23. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain in them, because God has shown it to them. 
For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creepy, creeping things. So there's been an exchange that has happened where we were designed, we were put in a garden and, and, and God's love was, was pure and, and there was no defilement and God's, uh, our love for him was pure and there's no defilement. Well, what happened is, is, is what happened in the garden. We chose to go our own way. And ever since then, this is, this is how God describes. We've, we've had an exchange. And what we struggle with on a, on a daily basis is instead of God being the center thing that we truly love, 100%, there's other things of this world that, that get in there. And, um, and even if you're a believer now, you're still working those things out. But before you are regenerate, before you have a new heart, all you can do is chase after those things. All you can do is seek the glory of those things, and that's the things of the world. This is what we believe about man. Paul later said it more concisely in Ephesians 2. He says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So this is who we were before we were born again, before God changed our hearts, right? We we didn't want nothing to do with God, right? We were chasing after the things of this world, the the things that we created, that were created, that are created, that we have turned into gods in our hearts, and that's what we're chasing after, our desires and different things, Um, this great exchange where we're suppressing the truth. And what Paul said in the Romans passage is that nobody is without excuse, so even the person, and this is where, we're, where, where we struggle with wanting to, to define who God is and how he is, is even the, the, the person in the middle of the Amazon jungle that has never heard the gospel is without excuse. That's what the Bible says. That's not what Joe Soikis says. Without excuse. So then he, he calls some people. He has a, a people for himself and he changes their hearts and he gives them a mission to, to glorify him and to go make disciples so that maybe, maybe your calling would be to go to that person in the Amazon and tell them the good news of Jesus. Maybe it's not. We're, we're not all called to do the same thing. He has a grand plan. We don't know that. All we are to submit our lives to him. What would you have to do with us? But whenever we think of our anthropology, we think of who man is, it kind of gauges how we're going to evangelize and what evangelism looks like and how we design the church to make disciples and help others to make disciples because that is the mission that he has called us to be on. So our evangelism needs three things, does it not? First of all, it needs relationship. Why does it need relationship? Because see, nobody, and and I know that that the Holy Spirit helps us do this, and the Holy Spirit does this more than than man does this, but but we need to be in a relationship where someone at least trusts you enough to believe that that's their position, that they are separated from God, that, that every human being born doesn't automatically get a ticket into heaven. That's not the default process. 
according to the Word of God. Because if you believe in the heaven, then you got to believe in the Bible. And that's not what the Bible says. There's only one way there, and that is through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So, will we build enough of a relationship to be able to tell them the hard truth? Because if they don't see the hard truth, then all they're doing is making a decision to a God that's just going to give them something better and never truly seeing their, their plight or their position before God. And Jesus says this clearly in the Sermon on the Mount when he says, you must be poor in spirit, and that's exactly what it means. We must be able to see that we have sinned and we are separated from God. That happens so much better when you're trying to share this hard news with someone that you have a little bit of a relationship with. It works so much better than... Now, yes, does God use the proclamation of the gospel? Absolutely. Absolutely he does. Does he do it in, in mass numbers? Sometimes, absolutely he does. Because it's his word and in his spirit that changes the heart. Not our, not our words, not our best arguments, not our best deeds. It's, it's the gospel and the Holy Spirit that changes the heart. So the first thing we need is a relationship. The second thing we need is the gospel. we got to be able to tell people the good news of what Christ has done, that he came, that he lived the perfect life, that he went to the cross to take our sins, that he rose again on the third day, that he's, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, that he has sent the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is what changes hearts, and that one day, one day we're all waiting for him to return to make all things new and the new heavens and a new earth. So we must need a relationship so we can actually share the bad news and, and be received at some level. We need the gospel. And then the most important thing is, is because it's not about how well we articulate it or how the, the best argument we have or the best deeds that we do. It's about God changing a heart through the Holy Spirit and the Word. So the third thing and probably the most important thing above all others is prayer. Is prayer. We're helpless without prayer. We, we have names in this fish tank where we've asked people, if you've had a gospel conversation with somebody, how about just writing your name down on a ping pong ball, throw it in this tank, and then we are praying for the people within this tank. Not necessarily praying that you have a better argument or a better persuasion, but that God would change their hearts. It gets regularly prayed for. In fact, I'm trying to get myself in the habit. I'm almost there that every time I come into the room and see the tank, I'm praying. If, if I have, you know, a minute to get to the top of the steps there, I can be praying for those people in the tank. Praying for you to have boldness. Praying for you to, to show love. And most importantly, that, that God would change a heart. So before we're going to make disciples, we, we must evangelize also. But that's kind of pulled into it. This, and this is kind of how we want to do it here. We must pray, right, that God will change their stony heart into a heart of flesh that can receive the word. That we, we can receive the word. Now we can make disciples of Jesus. We can make disciples of Jesus once he's changed their hearts. Because now they're open to the word. Because everything that we do is based off of his word and asking the spirit to move in our life. Everything that we do up here, everything that we preach, everything that we sing is all based off of his word. 
In fact, as we um, continue and enter into more and more counseling, the counseling that we do is not Joe trying to fix people or other people trying to fix people. All I'm trying to do is direct you to the Word and then pray for the Spirit to work. Because that's how we're changed. It's through the Word and through the Spirit. He is the great counselor, the Holy Spirit, that dwells in us. So, do we have a plan for making disciples? This is all good. Make much of God, make disciples of Jesus. Let's go do it, right? That's the call. We're done. I can, right, we, can, we can sing another song and go home, right? Just go do it. No, we, we're trying to, to make a plan. It's, it's a long-term plan. You know, in, in many ways, we're trying to set up a culture and, and devise a plan that will probably set up the next person that stands up here on a regular basis on a Sunday really well, I hope. I hope, and that's my prayer. And our basis for our discipleship pathway is based out of Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, a passage that you guys will get tired of me talking about because this is the, the centerpiece, the, 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 the very essence of everything that we pull from and try to do. And 11 through 16 says this, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. For what purpose? Not to do ministry, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to, to equip you guys for the work of ministry. Because I'm one person, and there's about 40 or 50 people here, 40 people here today, and you 40 people can do far more than what this one person can do. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. There's a key. We're, we're building something. We're building his body, both locally and globally. We're building up his body until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Why are we doing this? Why are we building up? We want to be unified. We're building ourselves up into Christ so we look more like Christ. So that, verse 14, we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, there's the very heart of our discipleship groups, is, yeah, it's hard now. It, it's, we've given you a, a skeleton to, to work within, and now we're trying to build up through how people change and some different things that we're doing. Okay, how am I going to speak truth and love to my brother and sister, right, that, that is struggling with a sin or struggling with a struggle or struggling with being mad at God because they're suffering? How can we speak the truth and love to one another? We're, we're building that. We're, we haven't arrived. It's being built. Tr creating a culture. We're equipping people. Um, we're, we're moving forward. And I'm excited, and I know the elders are excited about um, how you guys have, have come in and, and said, okay, discipleship groups, let's get in one. Let's, let's get this going. Let's, let's work on this. And uh, it's really exciting to see. So we are to speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. That is the goal. Um, I'm not standing up here and say, be like Joe. Please don't be like Joe. I've got lots of faults. Ask my wife. Be like Christ. Be like, be like him. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That is the most compelling thing that we can have, is a body of believers that, that they call themselves a body of believers who have covenanted with one another. That is the most compelling thing for the outside world. Why are those people so different? 
Why do they love each other so much? Why, are, why do they do this? Why do they do that? Why is it whenever one offends the other that they quickly forgive and they wrap their arms around each other because they know both have been forgiven and we just live in a fallen world and we are on a path to be more like Christ? So the goal of the elders of, of this church is not to build a big church. It is to build a body that is doing this, Ephesians 4, 11 through 14. It's to build a, a body that is doing this because if this is doing this, then we are impacting our community. We are impacting the world for Christ. Because, brothers and sisters, I think, in my experience, in my 20 years of, of following God, that the very most and greatest witness to who Christ is and what he has done and who God is and all that he has done and for the gospel of Jesus Christ is simply this. It's a changed life. It's a changed life. And that's what we're trying to move forward. We, we want you to change. And I know that most of us, including Joe standing up here, that change thing, that's a hard thing. Changing is hard. I mean, that's what we've been called to do. He's, his Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, and his purpose is to make us more like Christ. So that's kind of how we're going to do it. That's why we do it and, and how we're going to do it in and if uh, Matt will pull up the discipleship pathway, this is the pathway that we have as far as the way we do it. And most of you are familiar with this from our October um, time together on that Sunday. So there's different components. There's the gatherings. There's gatherings are on Sunday morning and they happen in different places. There's a serving and equipping groups. Um, there's discipleship groups. And then there's the mission field. Uh, and this is how we're going to talk about all that God has done in this past year out of using these three, four um, components. So um, I want to thank Marty for putting all these slides together and all these pictures and chasing people down and getting pictures and putting all this together. I, I so much appreciate. We sat down on Tuesday and I was like, okay, we spent about four or five hours putting, putting the order together and, and how this all looks and everything. And um, so you, as a member of the church, and as you sitting there, and maybe a potential member or someone that's visiting, what I want you to see that everything that we do falls on this pathway. Everything that we do as a church, we are. This is our. This is. This is kind of like the glasses that we're seeing the church through. So whenever we have, there's a lot of good things we can be doing. Um, there's a lot of good things that you guys are thinking. Why don't we do that? Well, we try to filter it through this pathway. And that's one of the filters that we have is, does it fit within the pathway? Does it fit within what God has called us to do? And at the very end, I'm going to challenge you that in, for 2023, there's not, we don't have like 30 things lined up. This is all the things we're going to do in, in for 2023. I'm going to challenge you. What has God called you to do? Who has God called you to reach? How does the church come behind you and around you to help you go do those things? things that God has called you to do. So let's look at the gathering. And what I want to do is, is after each section, after each big section, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Sam has the microphone. You don't have to come up here. You don't have to stand up. You can sit right there. If you want to speak about one of the things that come up in one of these groups, I'll stop after each group, and you would just want to give input about either what God did for you or what God did through you, and you're giving him praise for his faithfulness, um, please do so. You're welcome to, to enter in. So let's start with the gatherings. 
What happened? What did God do during the gatherings of Mountain City Church? Well, God gave us the privilege to baptize four people in 2022. Um, so we got to baptize Miranda, and then Caitlin, and Sierra, and Josh. Um, so that was what a wonderful privilege it was to uh, be a part of, of them declaring publicly what God has done inside and, and baptize them. And also those folks um, became members of our church. God stirred actually the heart of eight people to join us on mission and entered into covenant membership with us. So eight people in 2023 said, hey, you know, we want to be, we see what God's doing here. We want to be part of it. We want to become a covenant member in 2023. So Miranda, Abby, Stephen, and Mandy. Um, Stephen's picture is not up there. He was in jail, not jail that you're thinking. He was at Lowe's in jail. He couldn't come on Sundays. So we couldn't get a picture of the poor guy because they wouldn't let him come on Sundays. So Stephen and Mandy was, was members. Um, so she's, she's representing both there. Josh and Elizabeth that you see up there, but you don't see here anymore. And here's something about our church, and I just want to pause right here and say this is for whatever reason, in the nine years that I've been here, this is true, and some of you that's been here a lot longer can say this. We say a lot of goodbyes here. We have people, either through the college or through the stage of life or what have you, that pass through our church. They're with us for a time. I'm sure every church is like that. But it, it seems like this is a little bit more, <laughs> that we do this a little bit more than, than normal. And that's fine. Let's equip people and send them out. Um, we'll equip them and send them out, right? And uh, um, so Josh and Elizabeth, they became members and then some things changed in life and Josh took a job in Tennessee, so now they're in Tennessee. Kendra was here for a while. Now she's in Kentucky. Daniel and Lynette was here for a while. Now Daniel is pastoring a church in Kaiser. So we're multiplying, right? We're sending people out. It's just one of the things about this church. And so your mindset should be, okay, you're right, this, you know, even if we filled this place, it only holds 150 people, right? But that doesn't matter. You can, you can absolutely affect the kingdom of God by investing in these people, and then, and then they go elsewhere. They go elsewhere. And that's wonderful. The, the main goal, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, the main goal of, of the college ministry is for us to raise up um, good church members, that's our goal. We want to teach them what it means to be a church member and then go and send them wherever God sends them to be a good church member in a church wherever God sends them. And sometimes they stick around. Nate, <laughs> Rebecca, and, and, uh, and Derek. It's just, it's really cool. But that is one aspect that we bring in members and then Caitlin became a member and Josh and Sierra became members this past year. So, gatherings. The other gathering we have up there is Good Friday. So normally we would do a Good Friday service, we would have um, communion, and for whatever reason, God put on my heart, um, let's do a campfire. I mean, that's Appalachia, right? Let's, let's do a campfire. And it was well attended. Uh, Ron and Jeannie opened up their house. We went out there. We had hot dogs. We had singing. We read the, the story of everything that happened leading up to the crucifixion of Christ in his, his last week. We read that out loud. 
Um, each person just read a, a different part as we, we put that out. It was just a good time of fellowship. It was a good time to remember um, what Easter is about. So we, we gathered on Good Friday over a campfire. I'm, I would imagine that when this comes around again, that that's where we'll be for Good Friday evening also, as long as the weather keeps, uh, allows us to do so. Another gathering that we had this past year was disc golf. The men, um, Marty knew somebody that had a disc golf course, and most of us has never done this before. Um, and you see some of the pictures of, uh, of us playing disc golf. Um, it was very interesting. It's very hard. Um, it's maybe not as hard as regular golf, but it was a good time. We, we gathered for breakfast, um, and uh, some of us were much better at this than, than others, but to throw a frisbee throughout the woods and try to get it in a little cage found a very interesting thing to do. But it was a good time for us to gather together. We had breakfast, and then we went out uh, for disc golf. The next thing you see is our Altoona Curb gathering, and that's what we had. It was a big, it was a big uh, lake in the middle of the field, but we're Christians, so you know what we did? We went and got ice cream together. So it was good. We gathered, right? <laughs> we found a local ice cream place, and, and we all went up to, to get ice cream and, and joked with each other. And, and it was neat because um, this particular ice cream shop had a, a lot of history on the walls, which it fosters conversation, right? And uh, it was a good time, even though we kind of got rained out <laughs> from our gathering of the Altoona Curb baseball game. So that was good. We'll, we'll find a, a way to gather and to enjoy each other's company. And then the last thing under this, I do believe, and sometimes this might not be synced, is our corn maze. Um, this is something that was suggested, I believe, through Matt and Angela that like, hey, we used to do this and the Marty jumped on it and then it all got put together. And I thought that was, it seemed like everybody had a blast at the, at the corn maze as we gathered together um, just to have fun and to joke with each other and um, to eat, of course. Whenever we gather, we break bread and, and, and do that. So, um, so some, these are some of the gatherings that we had um, this past year that was truly a good time. Does anybody want to? <laughs> there we go. Good. Who's all in there? LaDonna? Oh, and Ruth. <laughs> yeah, you could tell Marty was putting the pictures together, right? Yep, 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 yep. Anybody want to say anything about the gatherings? Okay, equipping. So as we shifted some things, we kind of stopped doing community groups. We were finding it was very hard for, there was always a group of people that was able to connect to the community group, and then the other two groups kind of struggled. And as we prayed from July until you know, September, um, about what to do, uh, we decided to put on pause our community groups. And what we decided to do is take our serving groups, which is, you know, like our hospitality team, our worship team, all the different teams within the, the church, and we would try to make them group environments where we, we would have the same idea as a community. We're building community in the community group. 
Um, and then also we have equipping events, equipping times where we're going to do that as a group environment. Um, and Charity was kind of already doing this with the hospitality team, but kind of when, whenever we put this in place, uh, she went ahead and, and I'm not sure what was on her face, but anyway, she went ahead and ran with this. This was some kind of game that ended up. Ron and Jeannie again opened up their home for us, and uh, she, they had advanced, I think this was an ugly sock uh, thing. So that was the hospitality team was, was taking the group of people that serve on the hospitality team and, and doing something together and, and building community in that way. Um, so that was just an example of equipping and serving groups coming together. Some of the equipping things that we did this past year um, was the marriage workshop that was at the very beginning of the year in March. Um, we hosted a Pathway and Prevention's workshop from the state convention. We have a very good relationship with our state convention, and a lot of times, if they want to do anything this side of Sideling Mountain, it usually comes here. Um, and so we have a really good partnership with them. So uh, Pathways and Prevention's was to help churches to start thinking about um, how to care for their children and uh, how to care for people that have, might be... Um, not that they're, how do I say this? Uh, to prevent, to, to put in a plan if someone comes and say, hey, this person abused me. Okay, what are you going to do with that? You know, and, and so they were trying to help us think through and put in place plans and procedures um, so that we can, we can serve all people um, that are involved with that. So they came and they hosted that. We have many people from our church that, that, supported that and others that came from other churches to do that. Um, we also did another equipping event we did was the Peacemaker Workshop. Um, that was in July. We had someone named Lee come from the other side of the state. He came and did that. By the way, that whole event is online. It's on our webpage. Um, so you can go and, and, and read that. There's material back there on the little bookshelf um, that goes with that. So if you wanted to to look, uh, this is how to biblically handle conflict in your life. Not only, um, you know, not that you're always in conflict, but um, that when conflict comes up, this, these are good tools to have and to think through. And then we had uh, my buddy, my mentor, Randy Millwood, came up and did a discernment workshop. Uh, that is also online. All that online for that is just the audio. The other one has video um, with it, but the discernment workshop has. Um, audio and, and it should have um, some worksheets to go with that. So if anytime you want to listen to that, um, how to discern what God might be saying or His will, it was a really good workshop. I highly recommend it. Anything that Randy does is really good. Unfortunately, Randy, not unfortunately, but for us, unfortunately, Randy has retired. He's moved to Mississippi um, after many, many 30 years of, of serving up here at the BCMD and uh, he will be dearly missed, but he's still um, my mentor, and I get to talk to him once a month, so good for me. Amen. <laughs> he's just such a blessing. You don't understand. Uh, in August, uh, you guys voted back in January to bring Marty on, and, and that came about. Uh, Marty came on staff, uh, um, and his, his job is uh, he's working with Angela, with the children's department, and then he's... He's also doing a lot of the technical stuff that I just have no idea how to do uh, a lot of that stuff. And, and 
some different things, and, and it's been a good um, working towards. This is, uh, this is one of the things that he did, and uh, he started an equipping time for the children's teachers where he came together and was just trying to give them some general ideas of how students learn and the different ways they learn. This is, um, uh, yeah, maybe Maddie can explain what all that was whenever um, we end this section. Um, but um, so that's, that's been good. Um, you've seen the fruit of his work. Um, his job uh, continues to uh, be shaped because we had a general outline and then, then we're kind of shaping it as we go a little bit. Um, but that has been a blessing for that. And the, the last equipping thing I think is um, the How People Change group. How People Change is the bedrock and root of what is going to be our discipleship groups. So this speaking, remember I said to speak the truth in love, okay, how are we going to do that? Um, this how people change is, is the bedrock of that. And it's going to take some time to get everybody through it and get them taught and, and how, and as we teach people, they'll teach others and then it, it will multiply. Thankfully, this first time through, we had a, a good core group that at the end of it, we're like, okay, we need some more work on that. And they agreed to meet some more. We're going to meet some more at the end of January into February before we start another group to kind of refine it, to kind of put it together to, to okay, this, this wasn't helpful. Let's not waste time on that and, and to try to get us so that when someone is sitting there talking to you about why they get so angry at this situation in your discipleship group, you can stop and then you can look at the, this, is, this is just thorns. Right? The heat of life came. This is the, the whole part of how people change. The heat of life came. It shows up this storm of anger, but really anger is not the problem. There's a root. And so we want to teach you, equip you how to find the root. And once you find the root, you apply the gospel. And as the gospel changes you, it produces fruit. And that's how we change as Christians, is through the Word and the Spirit. But many times, and so many times, we need somebody else to come along and show us our blind spots because we have thousands upon thousands of blind spots. And sometimes we just don't see that, that this anger that I have is really about fear. And why am I fearing? Well, it's really about control. Well, what does the Bible say about control? Who's truly in control of everything? And that's God. But we need to be reminded of that. And it's okay to be reminded of that. Um, and, and repent and turn and move towards what the Word of God says. So that's kind of everything within the section of equipping. Does anybody want to feed into and say anything about those events? We have Marty's video. Marty's video. Hammer it. Hi, Mountain City. Um, thank you for letting me be a part of our Looking Back and Looking Forward service. I always love this special time of year. Um, right now, myself and some of the other teachers, we are downstairs worshiping with our preschool and our elementary students as we're looking at the last bit of the book of Genesis and the story of Joseph. All about how God is faithful to his people and ultimately how God is delivering his people from destruction, from the famine by having them um, in Egypt and how God raised up uh, Joseph and how God provided for his people in a miraculous way. And that story, it's beautiful how it ends with Joseph telling his brothers, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. 
So over the next couple weeks, our children are going to be looking at that story in a couple different ways. And I hope at the end of that, they too are seeing, in maybe a small way, that God is good and God has big plans um, that sometimes we don't always understand at the time. Um, I also just want to take an opportunity right now to thank so many of our children's workers, everything from our nursery to our elementary teachers and, and workers and helpers that have served here at Mountain City this last year. Um, so many of them have pulled together and worked, and we've had an awesome time this last year from some of our workshops back uh, in the summer and fall um, to our nativity pageant, which was so wonderful to be able to participate in and see come together um, in December. I also, I want to thank three teachers and workers that are stepping down from serving in the role of, uh, of ministry here, um, of children's ministry here at Mountain City Church. Um, one is Maddie. She's stepping down from serving with the children, but it's still a huge and vital part here as she's taking on the, uh, the fellowship roles and helping oversee all of our fellowship gatherings and other special events like that here at Mountain City. So she's stepping down from one, but just transitioning to another. And so thank you, Maddie, for all the love that you've shown these children over the last couple of years. Another one is Eric. Eric, thank you for the way that you have great conversations. And I always enjoyed hearing how you like, yeah, we started talking about one thing and they started asking questions and we would talk about an, another thing and just, you would, you are so open to the, where the spirit's leading. And you have such a big heart and God's going to use, continue to use that here at Mountain City. Just as you jumped in and serve uh, on the music team so many times, um, how you participate in crew. Thank you for all that you were continuing to do here at Mountain City, Eric and Abby. Thank you, Abby. You served and you loved on the, the little ones here at the church for so long. And you are such, you're one of the first faces people see as they come up the steps and are greeted by you and other members of the welcome team here at Mountain City Church. So thank you, Abby. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Maddie, for all that you've done with our children's ministry and all that you continue to do here at Mountain City Church. Now, if there are anyone else listening to this or considering, hey, what does it look like to serve in the children's ministry here at Mountain City? Please, 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 please come and talk to me, whether it is um, on the phone, whether it's an email, and my favorite way, in person. Um, I would love to show you some of the needs, some of the areas where, you know what, we would love for you to get involved here. And we will not just throw you into the lion's den, although if God's with you, that's okay. But um, we will happily um, provide you training, show you how things work. And we want to hear from you as well. Like, what are things we can do better? Um, what are areas that we can improve on as we are desiring to love and disciple and grow your children and grow the families here at Mountain City Church? Parents, we don't want to be a babysitting service. We want to be a place that's discipling your children and also helping parents to be able to lead their children well. Um, Joe has told me many times, Marty, we did not hire you to raise and disciple every child but to disciple the families to raise and disciple their children. So if you're interested and would desire to be a part of that, please get in touch with me. Um, and that's one way I am looking forward in 2023 is by getting to know our families better and desiring to help and invest into your homes and families. So thank you so much. Have a great rest of the service. Amen. Anybody else have anything to say from the equipping events that we did? Any testimonies? Anything God did? 
Anything? You all shy? Come on. No? I will sit down for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's a lot of things, but uh, my focus I want to put on the how people change. I went into that thinking, dreading it, thinking, oh, it's going to reveal some things about me, makes me anxious, don't really like to look at the ugly stuff, but it's necessary for change. So I prayed for the Lord to help me in that. Um, and I found great joy in <laughs> seeing the ugly side of me because um, the Lord makes it beautiful, uh, beauty from ashes. Um, so, yeah, it's not easy to look at the, the heat that comes and the bad fruit and the thorns from that. But when you focus on that, then it reveals what's at the root of that. Um, the Holy Spirit illuminates all that um and then it brings you to the gospel and the grace found in jesus um and then it helps you to react to the heat differently in life and it's not when the if the heat will come it's when because it's every day um but you just look at it differently um and you respond differently because of the um, change of the Holy Spirit. He reveals a lot to you. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but good Lord, just keep them all safe. Um, but anyway, yeah. The, so if you have the opportunity to go through the How People Change class, um, take it. Um, overcome the fear of and the anxiety of being like, ah, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Because uh, you won't regret it, because um, it's definitely a big sanctification process there, um, and the Lord trans transforming the way you see the heat um, and moving you towards the cross so that you can have a better response to things. It really helps in your relationships. Um, it reveals a lot, and mostly because it reveals how your heart needs to change um, and how you are an image bearer, and it helps you to see others as the same when the heat comes. Um, so yeah, it, if you have the opportunity to go through that class, um, do it. Because I got to the point where instead of dreading it, I was excited and couldn't wait to go and see what the Lord was gonna reveal to me and how he was gonna change that and uh, to bring glory to his name. Um, so yeah. Definitely, I encourage you to go to that if you can. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Yeah, we got another one. We got another one, all right. We just needed someone to break the ice. <laughs> there we go, popcorn. <laughs> Hello. Oh, no. gosh. It's, I'm Maybe. sorry, I'm really loud. I'm just going to hold this really far away. <laughs> um, my name is Maddie. Um, my thing that was really inspiring this year was the Peacemakers Conference. Um, I am not a confrontational person. I think you should run away from it. Um, but that class really showed me that that is just as wrong as also being aggressive and going and fighting um, and not really listening. Um, it really showed both sides of a conversation and it really showed how 
the word and how the Lord really can use our words to um, love and care for others in a way that we didn't expect or understand how to. Um, I have used it so many times. I don't know, I feel loud. <laughs> I've used it so many times this year in so many situations that I have been so afraid, but um, that conference and just what I've been reading in it in the word has really given me the strength to be able to get past that fear and to actually share um, the love that I know that I have been given to share with others. Um, so I highly recommend listening and going and finding that Peacemakers Conference um, and just going back to it. I'm going to start it again soon. So um, it is a wonderful, wonderful tool that is so amazing to be free and given to us. So. Okay, serving. Uh, first thing I think should come up should be Ron and Jeannie's had uh, a whole bunch of dead trees and trees that were down and, and making a mess of the property. And it was also a good time to um, train others uh, how to take the equipment from the disaster trailer out to, um, to cut up all the trees. So we went and served them. Jeannie made us a wonderful lunch, and I think Chris got a little bit of firewood for the house, and it was all good. This is uh, Carrie taking the trailer to Florida. We were dispatched for the, after the hurricane, and somebody from Berkeley Springs was, um, was actually traveling down 81 behind them, took the picture and then posted it to our Facebook page and, and actually thanked us for um, being willing to serve and prayed for us right there on Facebook. It was kind of cool to, to catch that out, in a, out and about like that. Um, so serving, we went to Ron and Jeannie's, we did that. The trailer was dispatched to Florida. And then Carrie and Jackie um, went several times to several different places in West Virginia uh, to serve with Send Relief um, during, during the week. It's, I know that so many of us are, are still in, in a season of life where we're working and just to pack up and leave, you know, through Monday through Friday is near impossible. Um, but they did go down and serve these different churches that got flooded um, down in, in southern West Virginia. Um, so these are different ways that, that we were serving as far as that goes. Now, serving also entails as our serving groups, those that serve us every Sunday, that provide us music, the hospitality team, the audiovisual team, the, the team that, uh, security team that makes sure that everything is secure for us on a, on a Sunday morning. Um, as Maddie, as uh, Marty said, Maddie took over the fellowship team. That's the person that she heads up all the, every time that we gather together for a meal. Um, she does that. So serving, we do that in many different ways as we serve our faith family. The, the next stop on our discipleship pathway is our discipleship groups. Um, again, that's three to five same-gendered folks that are gathering together to read the Bible, answer to four hermeneutical questions. Um, who is God? What has He done? Who am I in light of what He has done? And how am I to live in light of all that, the other three questions? Um, and then as we build in um, this, how people change and, and teach you how to actually start speaking the truth in love. Part of that is also that peacemaker component. I'm sure Maddie has used that many times in her discipleship group um, to step across that threshold um, into somebody's life and say, oh, let me show you what the Bible says maybe and, and help you with that. And, um, 
And that's also how we gain trust, right? Trust happens through rupture and repair, right? You got to rupture a relationship and repair it, and then you have trust. Um, that, that's how that happens. So, um, these many different things happen in our discipleship group. So, just by a, a show of hands, how many people right now are in a group or maybe starting to form a group? Raise your hand. Right. So, majority of us have dived in to discipleship groups. Um, so, what, one thing that will be happening is we're going to each quarter, we're going to gather one person from each discipleship group. We're going to bring them together in some form or fashion um, and just talk about how things are going, how, how we can better equip them, how um, just not like personally, but just as a group, try to um, invest in that and talk to them. So, be looking for that coming up probably at the end of February where we'll be talking about that. Um, I do have those that want to be in groups and I have people out trying to form groups. Um, it just it, it's, it has to happen organic. I, it doesn't, it can't be a program. It just hap, happens organically. So, be patient and um, it will happen. I know it will. We'll continue to pray that way. So, discipleship groups and then that all feeds out to being on mission, um, being on mission in the mission field. Um, one of the things that we do as far as the mission field is our college ministry, and we use CREW as the platform to be on campus for our college ministry. And some of the pictures I think we have is things of like spring retreat, uh, where we go um, and spend three days, uh, Friday through Sunday, um, where we're, 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 we dive into a topic and and we spend time together. We do fun things together and, and enjoy each other's company and learn about each other. And sometimes God fosters those hard conversations that might not happen in, in just your everyday passings of life. Um, and then one of the things that we do on campus is the perspective banners where uh, the students are reaching out to other students and just trying to find out their perspective on life, kind of like their worldview. And, and then they, they give them their worldview, which is also obviously rooted in Scripture. Um, the college ministry has uh, always been a great blessing. We've been blessed this past, um, I guess, couple semesters. Like, we were full of musicians, and it's been wonderful. Miranda leads that for us. Um, this is worship night. Uh, this is the spring worship night, because I think I see Ronnie up there, so that'd be spring worship night. Um, and uh, that's always a good time. That was everybody that came out for the, the spring worship night. We had a fall worship night that was just as good. It is always a good time. Um, they do a wonderful job with that. Uh, and again, everything that happens is, um, it's again, we're trying to raise up Christians so that they can go and be good um, church members no matter where they go in life and also um, try to bring them closer to the God who has saved them. So, it's been a wonderful ministry, um, and uh, so I'm asking for your help um, simply to step into it in some way. Um, there's, there's a lot to do on campus, and, and I know that some, so many of us are working and have so many other hands and so many other pots, but maybe throughout the semester, maybe you can commit one or two things, you know, different things that you can join us in doing and stepping in um, to help reach the campus for Christ. Uh, um, 
I won't get into this. We're really trying to help the students not only know who God is, but just to, to help them with, with general life things, right? We stepped into a time last semester where we were just talking about conversations. Um, I found a really good book by a, a professor in Penn State, and uh, we, we were just talking about conversations. It was such a good, a good time where I would try to, and did bring it back to the Bible and, and try to show them, okay, we do this because of this, and so did the book. Um, but we're also trying to just give them skills to help them move on with their life as they continue and grow, not only in the Lord, but as they go out and about and make a life for themselves um, after college. So I just uh, would ask that maybe leave some time, consider your ways and maybe leave some time for the college students this coming semester. I'm excited about the new semester coming up um, and uh, we have a little bit of work to do uh, for somehow, some way, we missed some of the freshmen and, and sophomores this year um, for many different reasons. No fault of nobody that's associated with, with the ministry. It just happened that way. So we really got to dive in and, and, and reach some folks on campus moving forward. The next thing that we um, or regularly do is our clothing closet. And that is a, a huge outreach um, each and every month where God brings um, many people uh, to our church so that we can start building a relationship with them. Um, it's, it's like the widow's jar. It never seems to, to grow empty. There's always someone coming and bringing clothes. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing ministry, and we are continually looking for ways to build the bridge. So, like, how can we serve the folks that come to take the next step? We kind of did that a little bit. Um, Marty's group uh came alongside the, the clothing closet and made a meal for them. It was, it was greatly received. So now we have folks coming in that would come for the clothing closet. They all sat down, had a meal, and we got to have conversations with folks and build bridges. I know that Jackie and several different times uh, coming out of that was, was visiting people and trying to meet needs with, with the ladies that are, that are coming to this. So we're trying and, and, and moving and thinking on and trying to move it forward, how can we serve those folks ultimately to build a relationship so that we can share Christ? That's the whole point, um, is to give them the gospel, because that's what they need the most. Uh, the, the next thing is the Union Rescue Mission, which is, we did about half the year. This is one of those things that is a good thing, and it was, we were able to share the gospel, and, um, but it was just one of those things that we were finding next to impossible to, to happen. It's like um, just the timing of it. Um, you know, so many people work and it's like, okay, I need you to be there at four o'clock. It's like, well, I'm still clocked in at four o'clock. I can't be there. Um, so we prayed about it and, and we talked to, talked to God about it and talked to each other about it. And we decided um, somewhere in, in the fall that we just, I, I talked to Dave. It's like, we can no longer do this. We, we might partner with them because it, be, it's a great ministry where, they minister to the homeless in Cumberland and in, in, in our area. Um, but that particular Tuesday night meal, and then we had uh, service, was just not something that we were able to sustain any longer. So, um, so we stopped doing that. But we still will look to partner in the future with the Union Rescue Mission. Uh, the next picture should be the Mountain Ridge Teacher Appreciation. We when Marty first came on, he reached out to every single school in, in our area, and Mountain, Mountain Ridge was the only one that responded, so we, 
we took them donuts and coffee from Clatter and uh, had many good conversations over, uh, over that, that morning that, that we served the teachers as they were beginning to come back before the students got there. Uh, the next thing should be the roof project. This was one of the bigger projects that we did this past year where us and four or five other churches came together in Crescent Town and we tore off a roof um, that was desperately need, needed repaired and um, uh, came together in over three days. We tore that off, we fixed it and, and put a new roof on. Um, that was a wonderful project, not because we got to spend time together, but also those that weren't on the roof got a chance to go around the neighborhood and they gave out the Jesus movie and they, um, they talked with neighbors and, and they got to, to give the gospel to those neighbors that were around these folks that um, were getting the new roof. We also, uh, Jim Jeffries, who's one of the churches that was involved, he gave them a Bible and, and spent a good amount of time talking with them about the Lord. And uh, his, his member's neighbor is their neighbors. They're the ones that turned us on to the project. Um, so that was good. It was good that, that not only did they get a new roof, um, because they're both disabled, but, but we also got the fellowship, and we also got to share the gospel in that. Uh, another thing that we went and did on mission was Skycroft. This is our conference center for the state convention. This is where all the youth camps happen and different things happen. We went down there and served um, for a weekend, usually a Friday, Saturday. And I know that the ladies did a, a bunch of projects, can't even get into, into all the things that they did. And then some of us with the chainsaws went and cleaned up um, the different things at Skycroft. Uh, the other thing that we were involved with and will be involved with again, you're getting ahead of me, back up some, um, is uh, we, went, we, we partnered with other churches in the area and we had a youth camp up at Camp Pinal, right up there in, in, uh, in, outside of Finzel, in, in, across the PA line. And um, that was a really good time of about eight churches came together to put on this youth camp. We had 60 beds, we had 57 kids, it was just a really good time, and I'm hoping that I think some of our kids will be aging into this this year, and we'll be able to have them up for that. So that was a really, really good time for doing that. Um, we did the block party down at the housing authority. Um, each year we'll do that. That's the block party. We, we gather and we have fun, and Nate and Seth came and played music, and it's, just a, it's an opportunity to build relationships, have some fun, and love on the people of the Housing Authority um, in that partnership that we have with them. And also within that partnership, which is the, the picture of the gentleman, we have for many years, long before I even got here, used to make up these welcome baskets for each person that moves into the Housing Authority, and that's what you see. And each one of those get a bag with our information on it um, as, as they move into the housing authority. It's just a, a simple gesture, but uh, it might open a door for a relationship in that. Um, coming to the end of the year, uh, we did the Union Rescue Mission meal box distribution. Um, in fact, there's still five boxes downstairs if you know somebody that needs some food. There's a, a box of dry food and, and some frozen food. Um, you're more than welcome to that. Take it to them and bless them. Uh, but we are a distri distribution point for them. So we have all these people that come and, and then we put a packet in each one of those boxes um, telling them about who Jesus is um, as far as that goes. And then the last thing of the year that we did was the Christmas pageant. Um, 
which was just a wonderful time of declaring the birth of our Savior. So, anybody want to say anything about those different things? It's not one that was mentioned back there, sorry. Um, not one that was mentioned on the slides, but um, if you recall last year, about during this time or um, around in the fall, I had the senior class from Calvary Christian Academy come and share about their upcoming mission trip to uh, Georgia. And that, was, that happened in February of this year. However, you didn't get much in the way of update because I did not get a chance to go as the advisor because I had COVID instead. So, um, you know, that was really a time for me. I was frustrated, very frustrated because a lot of planning, praying, preparing with the kids, looking forward to going as well. But God just said no. So um, someone else was able to go in my place as the female advisor, actually someone from the school I found out, she had never been on a mission trip before ever. So she was able to go and experience her first mission trip with the kids. Um, I was able to show love from afar by staying away from the kids during that mission trip, but it was good hearing from them how the Lord opened their eyes about the refugees and how they got to experience different refugees worshiping and different ways that other cultures worship the Lord and they got to experience that to serve others multiple different ways. Um, they said it was a very emotional trip, like because they went, Send Relief took them through these various scenarios of what's it like when you're a refugee, you know, language barrier, money, stigma, etc. Um, so they experienced things like that. Then they were put in different places with different ministries throughout the week. Um, it grew my class together. Um, several of them were not believers, and so I know they were surrounded by the gospel that week. And it was exciting for me as their advisor just to see and hear some of the stories of them coming back. But I wanted just to report on that because, one, you all as a church helped fund our team financially. And so just to give you an update in the way of that, um, that happened again, like I said, in February um, through Send Relief as well. Um, and again, it was just a teaching time for me, like, God says go, God says no, we need to obey either way, um, and he can still use those uh, who are faithful. So just to encourage that, and I do just want to thank you all for your prayers uh, for us, for Calvary, as we're continuing, um, and now I am the seventh grade advisor this year, uh, so it'll be a while until I'm doing mission trip planning again in that, in that aspect at the school, but um, thank you so much for your support of that. This is for you, Sam. <laughs> no, so my name's Caitlin. Um, I moved here about a year. Well, I started coming to the church about a year ago. Um, it was a rough year, but what I would really like to give testimony to is um, the community group that I've been a part of this year, um, which then also helped me find a discipleship group. Um, and they have just, that group of people have just been such a rock and such a family for me this year. Um, and yeah, has just like helped me find community in a place where I didn't know anybody. Um, and it's been a really beautiful gift from the Lord um, to be able to be part of all of this and to find my family here. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess an encouragement if you are looking for community, that community, well, I guess 
community groups don't exist, to just find a group of people. <laughs> and then um, it's really beautiful to see how the discipleship groups sort of like organically come out of that. Um, and I just wanted to say, yeah, that's true. It's beautiful and I'm really thankful for it. It's kind of like a covert um, community group. We, we do exist, but not on paper. <laughs> Oh, we got one. Hi, my name's Karen. I um, work with the clothing closet, and it's just amazing the, how God replenishes it. Um, to see 55 bags go out, and you, all these hangers that the kids pick up for us, and then the next month we think, oh, we're not gonna have any clothes, and all of a sudden, we have clothes, and God provides, and it's just amazing. So in the roof project, um, we also have helped that family with clothing. They've come to us before school when they were going to have their grandson, and we were able to help them with clothing. So it's not just on Thursday, the first Thursday of the month that we help people, but other times we help them too. So it's just an amazing thing that we were able to do. And seeing all of these guys work on the roof was just an amazing thing. To be able to participate in just a small way for me, but um, seeing them do that roof and laughing and carrying on, but sharing the camaraderie that they had was an amazing thing. So any mission project that you're able to take part in is a blessing, not only to the people that you serve, but to you. Amen. I just wanted to say about the, um, the, the screen that's up there, each part kind of serves the other. Um, the gathering creates the serving opportunity, the discipleship groups grow out of the gathering, and then we all end up on the mission field together. And then we gather again, we talk about it, and we give God glory. So it's just, it's a great circle. Oh, we got another one. Hi, my name is Miranda. Um, I'm on lead team with crew, um, but I also went on a mission trip this past summer that was funded by this church, which was a huge blessing, but um, I guess I never really updated the church on how that went, so um, I don't know. It was great. <laughs> um, I think I met people from all six populated continents working in North Dakota with the um, organization that we were working with, um, and God was working in a lot of ways this past summer that I didn't really see until I left. Um, mostly just like seeing all of the people who stayed in contact with us and all of the people who were like so sad to see us go, but so thankful for the time that we spent with them and the time that we spent like, I don't know, pouring into them. Um, I don't know, that was just a really great time and I learned a lot from it and I think a lot of us on the trip did. Um, but then also for crew, let's see. Do you guys have anything to say about crew? 
Tony. How, how did crew go? I mean, worship night was cool. <laughs> Tony said, I mean, worship night was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that again? <laughs> uh, worship night was cool. Uh, Thanks for supporting us so that we can actually do that and worship with you all. Like, that that's just awesome. One of the ways that, like, um, I don't know, worshiping with a large group of people through music is one of the ways that I see God, like, the plainest. Like, I don't know. That's just how I see him the clearest, and it's just a blessing. But, um, yeah, crew this year... Crew is always just so amazing to see, like, the random, well, seemingly random people that we meet throughout the semester who um, keep coming to Crew and that we become friends with. And then um, just, like, seeing each person grow, like, in tiny little ways, um, all at very different paces, um, it's amazing to see how God's working through Crew. Um, again, in ways that like we don't even realize until it's over, and then we look back and we think, "Huh, I never would have thought that person is would be here at the beginning of the semester." But I don't know; it's crazy, and I love it. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that, but it's great. <laughs> All right, so. As far as 2023, we will do the same. We will work our, our plan. We will um, do some of the pillar things that we do, such as crew and clothing closet and um, block party and, and different things that we do. But the rest is really up to you. Who has God called you to reach? How do we help you to accomplish what God has put on your heart? Again, you might bring us things and then we line it up with our filter and it might be a little bit out or maybe we can tweak it a little bit and bring it in. Um, not saying that we'll do everything, but um, we want to hear from you. That what has God laid on your heart to do? And how can you jump in to help some of the things that are already happening and consider your ways? And again, it's just a reminder. Let me remind us because we got a couple more songs to sing and to praise him for our salvation. This to remember that we were all one time, right? We were suppressing the truth. We were dead in our trespasses and sin. But God, right? But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's pray. Father, I just pray that you will continue to stir the hearts of our people. Continue to stir my heart, Father. Lord, bring us to consider our ways so that we may see how you would want us to serve you. Father, I thank you for your work that was on display today 
through these testimonies and just being reminded of all that you did through us this past year. Father, I pray that we will continue to walk in this salvation, knowing that we are forgiven, knowing that we are your children, and knowing that nothing under the sun can touch us because we are yours. Father, I pray that you will help us to be reminded of that each and every day, that we are saved, we are your children, and that you dearly, dearly love us. Father, I ask that you help us to remember this. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Mountain City Church. To learn more about our church, visit our website at mountaincty.church. Thanks again, and may the Lord bless your week.